Welcome back, Jay Martin Ramon, 104.5 The Zone. Lifted up by all four seasons garage stores right here in Nashville. Give them a call. We are glad to have them on board here on the program. We're on Twitter at Jmart and Ramon. Jonathan Schaefer, Ramon Foster, Jason Martin with you until 9 a.m. this morning. We welcome in, as always, on Friday, the voice of the Tennessee Titans, Mike yeah. Titans-Lions, full coverage via Titans Radio on Sunday. Mike, how are you today? I'm super. Thanks for having me. So Absolutely. let's just ask you the non-Titans question first. Uh, I don't think I was alone. I feel like most people felt like I did last night. It was just good to see Marcus Mariota have a good night. It was good to – I think you got the results you wanted as a Titans fan with the Raiders losing. But in the process, a little bit of goodness for your heart to watch a good dude have a good night. And to see him play like Marcus Mariota again. At running around, you know, at the end of his time with us, he was mm-hmm. – he, willing or not able he certainly could have run but it was not part of his game anymore uh he did not look like the guy at the end with us than he did early on with us and that was what was so difficult about the whole thing is because you know when you pick a guy number two overall Mm -hmm. and comes the face of the franchise and everything happens the way that it did you say Okay, and and then he shows the way he did in his first two years. You're like, okay, we got this right. We're going. And then the progress just stopped. Uh, He regressed. Uh, He was a a major part of our issue when we made the change last year. And it was hard to face because so many people like him so much Mm -hmm. personally, but he just wasn't playing well. Last night, that looked like the guy from 2016. That's What he looked like in the year where he threw 26 touchdown passes and nine interceptions. So, if I, and I watched his post game press conference, and and he was much more open than he ever was here with his feelings and his emotions and whatever. You never quite knew what was going on with Marcus because he didn't give you a whole lot. Um, last night, that was almost an emotional outburst for him, and I'm being facetious. Right. Right. <laughs> But he gave more than he's ever given before in saying that I think he lost his way. I think Mm. for a reason he lost his confidence and he thanked the Raiders for the time they've given him. And, you know, maybe like for Tannehill coming to us, a change is good for him in this way. And and if that's the case, as long as he's not playing against us, good for him. (laughs) And that's where I I, kind of was with a man. It was just like, okay, it's good. We've seen this happen before in the form of Ryan Tannehill. So Mm -hmm. I was more, I I was more than anything excited for him. I just wanted to extend the com, uh, uh, comments and what you said though. But some people who are, who would probably love to have a Mariota type of market type is Detroit Lions this weekend. Mm-hmm. They have some issues uh, with the two main people that, that touch the ball the most, the quarterback and their center. How do, how do you see the Titans being able to take advantage of those two positions being out, especially defensively where they need more consistency, more of a spark also? Well, I think the anticipation is that Matthew Stafford is playing quarterback until he's not. Mm-hmm. If it's Historically, if it's been a pain tolerance thing, Matthew Stafford's going to play. And I mean, he, that's how he, that's how he rolls. Yeah. And so my expectation is we're going to see Matthew Stafford. If we don't, if we see Chase Daniel, I, I think Chase Daniel, particularly early in the ball game, will be able to operate a lot of things that Daryl Bevel wants to do. 
And so I think they'll come out with a very specific plan to attack us early on. And we'll have to weather some stuff. You know, yeah. Jay Hawkinson at tight end, they throw to the backs. They, they certainly have some wide receivers who make mm-hmm. plays. Um, they'll be very dangerous early in this ball game. I, I think Gragnow probably plays too. The he, he says he's going to play. I think, oh, he, wow. well, he, he wrote down he's going to play because he yeah. can't do that right now. But, uh, <laughs> Uh, but I mean that guy. Anybody who does that, that you're tougher than a hickory stump if you do that. And, yeah. I mean, I, I tip my hat to you all the way. But that's pretty typical of an offensive lineman, Ramon. If they can, let's face it, if they can go, they're going. Yeah. I've never seen an offensive lineman one time in my life at any level if he could play, if he was given the choice, mm-hmm. it down. You know. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's the bottom line. So, I mean, I think we'll get a good shot from these guys. I think they have a pretty good team. I mean, they're they're better than Jacksonville. They certainly have more weapons overall. Um, they're better with Stafford. Let's face it, because mm-hmm. he's a top notch quarterback. But you know, they've played good ball all year. Their coach got fired not because they were playing poorly. Their coach got fired because they set a bar. The new ownership set a bar where they said. If we're not playing meaningful games towards the playoffs in December, we're making a change. Wow. Lost at Thanksgiving, and that sort of went out the window. They made a change. And they did that because they wanted to get in the market early to interview GMs. I think Robert Sala is their next coach and uh, because he's from the Detroit area. I think he's a head coach. You watch him with the 49ers. You, he's a head coach. So I think they've set themselves up to get in this thing early, and they're a lot further ahead of where, say, Jacksonville is in terms of a rebuild. They're not far away, and that's what makes them so dangerous. Yeah, and I think the coaching change, Mike, might be why they don't seem like they've checked out on this season. Like, I think the other thing that's true about Patricia is he didn't endear himself to a lot of people. Like, uh, you saw a lot of former players not say a whole lot of kind stuff with him going out of their bevel. Sometimes you get a little bit of a spark if you go ahead and make that kind of move. But the Lions, look, the postseason this year is kind of a wrap. There have been Lions teams that have quit. They're they're not they're not one of those groups by any stretch. Especially if you've got a guy like Ragnall that's like, no, please let me play with a fractured throat. I want to go out there on Sunday. Well, and the two things that really jump out at you too is Patricia was a defensive coach first and foremost. Defensive coaches like that, not only did he run the defense, and so Corey Undlin, the defensive coordinator, is now getting to do things that he wasn't getting to do before, potentially. The offensive coordinator didn't get to do what he wanted to do. And guess what? The offensive coordinator's the head coach. Right. You don't know what you're going to get from both sides of the ball if you're the Titans based on this sort of a change. And again, not knocking Patricia, just this was his style, and any defensive coach is going to very much affect both coordinators specifically. Uh, so, you know, if it's an offensive-minded head coach, sometimes they don't have anything to do with the defense. Yeah. In this case, Patricia's style was was dictating what he wanted out of the offense. So they they may be very unpredictable. They can be off script from anything we've seen. They've scored 58 points since they made the coaching change. 
Wow. Okay, but um, the side that's that's very been, that's been very questionable to me about them is just looking at their rush yards per game on offense. Man, they're at ninety point three yards a game, and um, one that's something I expect the Titans to take advantage of. Rely on if it's uh, Matthew Stafford and make him throw it because I'm, he's good at that throw. But if it's uh, Chase Daniels. Like you said, they're going to be on a the script. They're going to do the first 20 plays. It's going to be something that makes them very comfortable. Uh, if they can't rush the ball and the Titans don't drop the ball on stopping them, um, they got to make it very uncomfortable for a guy like Chase Daniels if he's the guy that's, that's playing this Sunday. That's something that needs to happen going into the latter part of the season right now. Yeah, 100% true. Uh, we've got to get more pass rush. You know, that's a that's a big key for us. A lot of that is generated by our coverage, though. Yeah. Uh, Jacksonville last week, our defensive backs were in the right spots. They communicated well. First reads weren't there. Uh, Mike Glennon had to pat the ball. Gardner Minshew had to pat the ball. And even though we didn't have a sack, I've heard Titans fans pointed out this week, and it's accurate. We had pressure. Yeah. We had had a grounding penalty, which is basically a sack. We got Mm -hmm. The ball wasn't coming out in 0.4 seconds because a receiver was running wide open. So if we can make it hard on Daniel, if we make it where he has to pat the ball, or Stafford, if if he's got to hold it for an extra second, then we give ourselves that chance. That communication had improved until the Cleveland game. The first half of the Cleveland game, it wasn't there. And then it it got better the second half of the ball game. It certainly was better at Jacksonville. If we can stay on track with that sort of improvement, getting them off the field on third down, making them kick field goals if they make it to the red zone, then I I think we've got a, you know, we've got a chance to be successful. Uh, Off the field, but on the field, there was the Tennessean story uh, from last night. I think Gentry Estes has also written a piece about it as well about possible upgrades. And basically one of the things that comes from this is the Titans aren't going anywhere, even though the stadium's 21 years old, which is ancient in this day and age. It seems like there is a pretty solid, a bit of communication and feeling from mayor Cooper's administration and with this team that things that need to get done to take these facilities to the next level are going to get done. And it feels, it feels real positive basically. I think that's right. I think that the takeaways from the article and from the release that we've put out this morning, uh, are very simple. Number one, we're not going anywhere. Number two, Amy Adams Strunk has been consistent in saying she wants to stay in that East Bank Nissan Stadium location. She is not demanding a new stadium. Do we need a facelift? Of course we do. You know, we're, we're to that point right now. But the, the talk about building the development on the East Bank, which, you know, we don't know anything about it in terms of details yet, but adding to the neighborhood, giving something there which is a, a little different feel, and then being able to use potential tax revenue from that to fund what will be a tiered sort of renovation process. So we don't have to go play somewhere for a year or two years or whatever, and yet, over a period of years, we're able to upgrade this to what we consider that top-of-the-line facility. It's a it's a very good feeling overall because I think it shows good faith on all sides 
It shows a consistency in the message, which has been delivered all along for maybe Adam Strunk. And if you're a Titans fan, you don't have to sit around and think, oh, is the team going to move? Because everybody likes to to get that sort of talk started every once in a while when you hear some city throw something out. We've got a plan for for the area around the stadium. We're having uh, really good talks about that. That's That's essentially what's being announced is the talks are going public. And we, we want to be a good neighbor. We want to be in that spot, but we also want to be in as good, good a position to win because there's a financial aspect to that, but also to really give something back to our fan base to take it to the next level in terms of facility with amenities for them. And this is how this process goes if it's going in the right direction. And so that, like that that's a good thing. I think you hit it just right. So yeah. we, go ahead, Mo. Uh, so we had John Oates on yesterday from Hall and Oates, and you know we we hey, spoke whoa, whoa. about whoa, whoa, whoa. some. You had John Oates on. Yeah, we had John Oates yesterday. It was Hall and Oates Thursday on the show. We had twenty five minutes with John Oates yesterday. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. So that <laughs> happened, and um, we we were discussing with him because he's in the Nashville area too, and you know just the growth of Nashville, hearing what the Titans are about to do with the stadium, and just committing more to this city. What does it mean to you, a guy who's been here, seen this team from the ground up literally, and them making more strides, people like John Oates being here and enjoying the the, the spoils of Nashville? What does it mean? And, and again, this team doing well, um, the ownership committing to this city, there's a lot going on here. And it, 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 honestly, it revolves around the Titans for the most part because when you put a good product out there, a lot of good things come to because this team was bad. I don't know if these type of conversations are being had like right now. Hey, Mo, you know? Mo, one, one quick thing I want to add before you answer, Mike, is that John Oates told us right after we were done, hey, call me, I want to come on when the Titans are in the playoffs. So he cares. He cares about this team. And there's a whole lot of people like him that you wouldn't – you wouldn't necessarily know, but they're they're two tone blue to the max. That's so cool. Uh, <laughs> we're a big league city. I mean, that's the that's the bottom line. Ramon is when I came back. You know, I grew up here, moved away, went was in Knoxville for twelve years. When I came back, we were not there yet. Uh, this was the vision of then Mayor Bredesen and a lot of other people and the people who voted in the referendum. And this, this is a big league city. And that is, um, and that's really what is so special about all of this is we are at that moment where that has developed. Uh, John Oates lives here. There's, there's proof. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) but also, I, I mean, you, you see what, what we have been able to do over two plus decades. You see the predators. You see the NFL draft come here. You, I mean, all of these things really establish this. And this is the next step. You know, 25 years ago, a group of people took a step that some thought was a bad idea. Mm. And at, at that point, those people pushed forward. That's leadership. Yeah. What leadership looks is doing something because you have a vision, not for just this moment, but for down the line. Look where we are right now 
from that push. And so now we're taking this next step. But to me, what's exciting about this whole thing is what it's going to do for that neighborhood. As we mm-hmm. continue to see the neighborhoods in downtown Nashville take these phenomenal steps and all of these families moving downtown and things to do. And what we're going to build on the East Bank, I, I think, as we go forward, and again, I don't know all of the specifics, but as you do something like that in a neighborhood, yeah, uh, you you do a great thing, not not for tourists, and I mean, it's great if tourists come, you do a great thing for Nashville, you do a great thing for the people who live here now, and as you develop Nissan Stadium, think about in five years going to see a great concert at Nissan State at a renovated Nissan Stadium. Think about how CMA Fest looks different. Those are the things these buildings have brought us, this infrastructure's brought us, and now we're going to take it to the next level. Um, it's it's a great time to be involved with the Tennessee Titans, let me tell you. And it's it's an exciting time to be living here and to John Oates tip of the hat, my friend. Yeah. And you know, and I know we got to let you go, but the other thing is we know Nashville's a city that can host the college football playoff mm-hmm. championship. Nashville's a city that can host WrestleMania week because they have all these other facilities that could do the hall of fame. that could do all the other shows that you need, but you have to have a certain amount of seats. You got to have a roof. You got to have all these, mm-hmm. there's different kind of things that Vince McMahon in particular is looking for. So you create a stadium like that. You create an atmosphere to attract even larger and larger events. So you see the, you see the writing on the wall. What they're telling Titans fans today is, Hey, it's going to be cool to be here, and it's going to be cool to be near this football team, and we're yes, committed yes. to being here in Nashville. And I, I think that's a that's a great thing to say towards the end of a year where we just need to hear some good stuff. Just like Marcus playing well last night, we're going to take all these good pieces of information we can get. Yeah, and, and there's work to be done. Mm-hmm. A lot of talking, and there will you know there will be back and forth on all of this. But I think the overall positive is the commitment on all sides. Yeah. That me is the best thing and when you go public at a moment like this with the level of commitment that means everybody's serious and they've been working on this for a long long time and the changes in mayor have kind of sort of slowed everything down just a little bit but now uh, mayor cooper is in place he's got his team he's got everything going Uh, we've had a chance to spend time with him certainly we had to give him some time to get settled into the job particularly with what all's gone on and and now that has taken that has taken shape in a good way. So good thing overall. I agree with you. This is Yeah. Yeah, the shorter uh the shorter next step is the Lions on Sunday. We'll be listening uh another another one you got to go get a W. Absolutely. That's Mike Keith, voice of the Tennessee Thanks, Titans. Mike. We kept him long. We pulled a John Oates, man. We kept John Oates long. Uh we keep the, <laughs> the, we keep the important people long. The John legends. Oates and, and Mike Keith. We'll be right back on 1045 the zone.